We're going to be continuing in the book of Mark. We're going to Mark 4, and I want to start out in Mark 4, 1 and 2, the A clause of, of verse 2. Amen. And I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version on today. We will look at a version of the message as well. But the text I'm going to be preaching out of is out of the New King James today. And it reads, and again, he began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables. Now, flip over to verse 35, which is, which is where our text is going to be coming from on today. Verses 35 through 41. And it reads, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him, and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on today. Lord God, I thank you for your word. Lord God, for your word is truth. And Father, I pray right now, God, that you use me on today. Lord God, I move Albert out of the way so that you and your spirit can be evident in your house of worship on today. Now, God, use me to your glory. I pray that no flesh will glory in your presence, but only your spirit be felt and seen in here on today. Hallelujah, God. We thank you. We bless you. Forgive me now for any and every sin, for I don't want nothing to stand in your way or hinder what you have to do in the lives of your people. Father, we thank you and we bless you now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. On today, I want to speak from the topic, Jesus already set the destination. Jesus already set the destination. Now, Jesus is the GPS. He is Garmin. He is Siri, 
Alexa, Google, whatever GPS system you choose to use these days, guess what? Jesus is them. Can I get a praise right there? See, see, Jesus, when he spoke those words, let us cross over to the other side. Their destination was already set. And, and nothing could have stopped them or kept them from getting to the other side, not even a terrible storm. Amen? See, on last week, Pastor Taylor, he preached destination Jesus. And we learned that we can't save people. We can't carry other people's mess. We can't change people, mother. We definitely can't do that, mother. Hallelujah. Only God can, mother. Only God can. But we serve someone who can do all these things. Can I get a praise right there? See, his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. The Christos, Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing. Amen? Amen. Jesus can do all these things. Jesus can heal. Jesus can deliver. Jesus can set free. He can do all these things. But we ourselves, without him, we can do nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, here in Mark chapter 4 and verse 1, we see Jesus beginning to teach by the sea. And the scripture says a great multitude was gathered to him. See, it was so many people that Jesus had to leave the beach or the seashore and get into a boat to teach. Now, Watch this. Before all this took place, I want, I want y'all to see something. How great of a teacher Jesus really is. Amen? Now, be, before this time, Jesus was teaching inside the synagogue. It was so packed inside the synagogue that Jesus' brothers and mother, when they came looking for him, they had to send word in from the outside to him on the inside that they were looking for him on the outside. So you mean to tell me it was so packed that his brothers and mother couldn't even get through the synagogue? That's how many people it was, mother. Hallelujah. And see, Jesus, once he got word that his mother and brothers were looking for him, Jesus turned and he said, who is my mother? And my brothers. See, he, he didn't just ask a question, mother. He also made a statement. Hallelujah. Then he said, for whoever does the will of God is my brothers and my sister and mother. So I'm like, wait a minute. Jesus didn't have no sister. No blood sisters now. So I'm like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me his mother Mary, he considered his sister. And I say, yeah, I could see that. His sister in him. 
because we know that we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. So first, he had to make the point known that, okay, you are my sister in God. You are also my mother. And I said, wait a minute. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute, God. What happened when Jesus was 12 years old? When he was going through the synagogues, preaching and teaching as a little boy, mother, 12 years old. That, that's still, to me, considered a child. But Jesus was so mature in the word of God. He was going around teaching and preaching and blowing all these scribes and Pharisees' mind because of the knowledge that he had of the almighty God. Amen? And, 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 and they had made it three days' journey before they realized that they had left Jesus behind. And when they came back, you know, you know how mamas get, boy, don't you know we've been gone for three days? Well, what you still doing here? What did Jesus say to her? Don't you know I was about my father's business? Hallelujah. We have to, I want to encourage you on today, we have to always be about our father's business. Amen? So now, Jesus begins to teach from the seashore, from the beach, because of the amount of people present. We learned on last week that crowds block access to Jesus. Also, crowds block authentic believers. And we have to avoid traffic jams when it comes down to following Jesus. Hallelujah. We have to avoid traffic jams, mother. So here in chapter 4 and verse 1, we see Jesus teaching on the, sh on the beach or the seashore. So here again, it was a large crowd, a group of people present. So to me, Jesus, I think Jesus had to have a plan. He had one, mother. So we saw that what happened over the last couple of chapters when it comes down to crowds of people. Again, on last week, pastor preached about Jesus being in Capernaum, possibly at Peter's house at the paralytic, with the paralytic, the paralyzed man. Y'all know the story where, 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 where they brought him there on, on the mat. And when they got there, it was so many people, they couldn't get through the door, mother. So they had to end up, first of all, tearing a hole in the people's roof. And then lowering the man down to where Jesus was. Now some, we, we discussed this last week, some say, or some think that this was Peter's house. We don't know because the Bible didn't mention that. But some say it was Peter's house. Now, so many people that these four men that had this par paralyzed man had to lower him down from the roof. Another example was when Jesus was teaching in the synagogue that I just mentioned just a few minutes ago. So many people, mother, Jesus had to have a plan. So Jesus told, if you back up in chapter 3 and verse 9 or whatever, you don't have to go there, but I think they're going to put it up on the screen for me. Chapter 3 and verse 9, Jesus told his disciples that a small boat should be kept ready for him because of the multitude. Why? Least they should crush him. Jesus said, you know what? I see what's happening here. 
I see the progression. What's been happening? We've been, we've, we've, we've been at the synagogue. We've been over in Capernaum. And all these folks come. Man, they're going to they gonna crush me. I'm, I'm not going to have no room to, to minister because of the people. So he told the disciples, y'all, hey, y'all, go get a small boat ready for me. I got a plan. We're going to get these folks out here on the beach, the seashore, as far as you can see right here. Get them gathered up. Let me get a boat. I'm going to get out there in the boat, and then I'm going to preach. Because one thing about it, everybody can't swim. Can I get a praise right there? Everybody can't swim. So Jesus said, at least I got a chance out here in the water. <laughs> Again, it was so many people there. So now you see Jesus teaching the multitude. The Bible said a whole multitude from a boat. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus had a plan. <laughs> Hallelujah. So here we come to the text in verse 35. It says, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, if we back up just a little bit in verse 14 of the same chapter, chapter 4, Jesus says, this is scripture. It'll be up there. Jesus said, the sower sows the word. Do y'all see that? The sower sows the word. So here we go to our topic for the day. Jesus already set the destination. He already set the destination with his word. With the words he spoke, let us cross over to the other side. The seed was already planted. And see, Jesus set the GPS. And I already told you Jesus is the GPS. But with the words he spoke, amen, he said, let us cross over to the other side. So what's that telling me is like my elder, elder, my brother, Elder Johnson said this morning, he said, mother, when, when Jesus said you could bet the baby milk money on it, can I get a praise right there? Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. When Jesus says it, it's a done deal. It's a done deal, mother. See, see, you ain't got to worry about it, mother. See, 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 Garmin, Siri, Google, Alexa. All these man-made GPSs will lead you sometimes in the wrong direction. Oh, God, y'all ain't going with me in here this morning. See, 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 I'm a living witness because uh, 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 Siri led me in the wrong direction. Hallelujah. And I'm up in Atlanta traffic at, at, at a dairy, and Siri led me down the wrong road. Now, this, all this happened before the whole I-85 uh, incident or whatever. But traffic was so backed up, and they had a lot of construction going on up there. And, and I said, you know what? It got to be another route. Stop punching in. Yeah. Take this route right here. Hallelujah. What it is, uh, 
40 and one, what it is up there to get off? Uh, well, anyhow, uh, yeah, one arm, mother, but, but Siri told me to go down it, so that's what I did. I get off the interstate, we pretty much in a parking lot. I'm like, nah, wait a minute. I got off the road because it was so many cars, and you mean to tell me you taking me down another road where there's more cars on this road than it was on the interstate? And I mean, at least on the interstate, I was moving. I got off the interstate, and I was in a parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes these man-made GPSs will lead us in the wrong direction. But I want to encourage you on today that Jesus will never lead us in the wrong direction. Can I get a praise right there? Jesus will never lead us in the wrong direction. Hallelujah. Even, even when we turn down the wrong road, mother, Jesus will lead us. Jesus will guide us. Jesus will direct us back on the right path and on the right road. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. See, remember, Jesus avoided traffic jams, mother. He avoided traffic jams. That's why he had a plan, mother. He had a plan. He said, y'all know, go, go ahead and get me a boat ready now. Getting, getting to be too many people in here. Go get me a boat ready. I got a plan. Jesus already set the destination. And I thought about that thing. I said, wait a minute. Jesus is the word of God. So the word spoke a word when he said, let us cross over to the other side. Now, Jesus is also the truth. The truth spoke the truth when he said, let us cross over to the other side. Yes. See, in John 14 and 6, Jesus said, what, y'all? I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. He is our GPS for life. Hallelujah. You can always punch in J-E-S-U-S. And he will never lead you in the wrong direction. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Want some scripture back in? Let's go to Numbers 23 and 19. Numbers 23 and 19. Talking about Jesus being the word. Being the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Going to the word so y'all can say other Smith didn't say it. The word of God said it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Numbers 23 and 19. Look what it says. And, and my brother, he touched on this a little bit too. Amen. While he was exhorting. God is not a man that he should lie. 
nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Come on and say amen up in here. See, see, God made it plain that, you know what? I'm not on your same level. I'm not a man that I should lie. See, man will lie to your face. He'll also lie behind your back. But God said, I am not a man. I will not lie. I am going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Can I get a praise right there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another scripture to go to, let's go in Isaiah. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Yes, God. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Yes, God. Yes, God. And it reads, for as the rain comes down, like it's doing outside right now, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed, what? That it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I send it. Sent it. Say amen. amen. Again, his word, once he speak it, he said it will not return back unto me void. But guess what? It's going to accomplish that which I sent it to do. Amen. It's going to accomplish that and then some. Hallelujah. Because how many of y'all know we serve an abundant God? A God of abundance. A God that just can't do a little bit. But a God that will do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. Come on and give him glory in here today. Yeah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, he said, uh, my word will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that which I sent it to do. So, so, so if you've been asking God to do something in your life, and if God has been speaking back to you, go ahead on and walk in that thing. Whatever it may be, whatever God is calling you to do, go ahead on and walk in it. I said walk in it. I said walk in it. Hallelujah. Woo. Calm down, Joe. Calm down. You're pushing me too hard, son. Pushing me too hard over there. Yeah, Lord. Glory, glory. Look at your name and say, Jesus already set the destination. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, Jesus planted a seed with his words. Planted a seed with his words. Let us go to the other side. Or let us cross over to the other side. So what happens next? We see Jesus teaching, doing all these great things, healing people, the paralyzed man, preaching. 
what happens next? He told them, let us cross over. So they out, out in the boat, going over. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, something happens. Let's go to verse 36 through 38 in the text. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And I want to stop right there for a minute because it said they took him along in the boat as he was. So I said, wait a minute. As he was, I said, we're talking about Jesus. What, what, what's different about Jesus other than him being Jesus? And I said, wait a minute. This man, because he was man, he was man too. He was tired. He done been ministering. He done been preaching, teaching all day long, mother. He got tired. So the Bible says that they took him along in the boat as he was. So Jesus was like, okay, y'all know what? Y'all know what to do. I'm going back here to the back of the boat, and I'm going to get me a couple of Z's right quick. Y'all go ahead on and get us crossed to the other side. Now, Jesus just taught the multitude. Let, 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 let me finish reading in the text. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. He had a following. Now, I told you earlier, everybody couldn't swim. But a lot of them jokers had boats. <laughs> a lot of them had boats. So it, it, he had a following still in the water. They couldn't get to him in a boat like they could on land, but he still had a following. So look what it says here. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus had already taught the multitude, including them jokers, including the disciples, about sowing, about sowing seeds. He just planted the seed with his words, let us cross over to the other side. I'm like, wait a minute. These jokers hearing a lot of word from Jesus. But it's like they just, you know, nonchalant, you know, they, you know, hey, look, we, we, we good, man. We with Jesus, you know, everything going to be all right. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a storm comes. And I said, and I put a parentheses, a test. A test comes. Just when you think things going good, 
Just when you think things are right, just when you think you don't have a can in the world, you're you, you right here with Jesus. So, yeah, we good. Bam. Something come up, mother. A storm or a test comes up out of nowhere. So I'm like, wow, Jesus just, just got finished teaching these jokers. Just got finished planting seed, the seed of the word in them. So I said, I said, wow, what ground did this seed fall on? What ground with his disciples did his seed, his word, fall on? Now, if you back up, it's too much to go through where he was teaching in parables about the sower and sowing seed or whatever. But just to give you a little background, a little history, he taught about four different types of ground that the word, that the seed would get sold in. The first one was wayside. Planted by the wayside. And this right here is where Satan can immediately come and steal the word of God from you. Hallelujah. And, and, and that's his mission. To steal, kill, and to destroy. And that's what happens when the seed get planted by the wayside. He so easily can come in and snatch that thing right away from you. Just like that. Sometimes I've heard people say, and myself included, when we walk out the door, he'll snatch the word away from us. Sometimes before we leave out the door, mother, he'll snatch the word away from us. The next, the next, the next ground is called stony ground. And this is a ground where it can't take root. It, it, it looks like it's growing on the surface, but there's nothing going on underneath the surface, mother. And if, it's there, if there's no root system going on, there's no, nothing to sustain it for life. This is where the word is so easily forgotten. Where the sun could come. It looked like it's growing up, but the sun had taken beat it down, mother. Kill it because it's not getting no nutrients, no, nothing from the ground, from its root system. The third ground is thorny ground. This is ground where the word gets choked. Hallelujah. The word gets choked out by the cares of life. By everyday things that goes on in the run of a day in our life. Amen. And the last one is good ground, which we know it didn't fall on no good ground because of what happened. Amen. One thing I want you to see here is Jesus often during his teachings said, he who has ears to hear let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And I said, so did his disciples really hear what he was saying? 
did his disciples really grasp the teachings that he just taught? And, and, and I thank God for a good friend of mine, uh, um, Brother Mike Franklin, one of my coworkers is in the house today. And me and him was talking on the job Friday. And, and we was talking about how sometimes even us as Christians get so familiar with, with our pastors, amen, with our elders, with the ministers, that when a word from God is being spoken over your life, it's like you can't receive it. Oh, elder, I'm good. Yeah, that word don't pertain to me. You know, it might pertain to the next person, but now nah, I'm good. I got everything in check, everything in control. But because these guys were with him every day, it's like they got comfortable with it. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, Jesus, we hear you teaching, man. Yeah, go ahead and do your thing, man. We're going we gonna to sit back. We're going to watch you, man, watch you, you know. While he's teaching, they probably off holding their own conversation, you know what I'm saying, doing their own thing, you know, making plans for the evening, you know what I'm saying, instead of listening to what's being taught. See, today we have the word of God in us through the Holy Spirit, amen? Back then, they had the word of God with them inside the boat, just like us today. Well, we have our man, uh, a woman of God, right here with us in our midst, teaching us. Hallelujah. Doctrine of God. It's like, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm good. So we was talking, we was like, you know what, man? He said, you know, uh, his pastor just got uh, installed as a bishop. And he was like, man, he said, we had to go to this place and we was there, and, man, he was like, man, the word was just, the word was on point, man. He was like, it was just something different. And I said, you know what, bro? I said, I could relate to that. Because sometimes when our pastor go out, the minister, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, man, they be the word, bird be cutting the word, be ministering. And, and we be like, man, we get that all the time. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what we get every week, man. You know, instead of like, yes, yes, I need the word now. Just, I need the word now here where I'm at, just like I need the word when I'm back at home. Amen? Amen? And I'm like, wow. The familiarity of it keeps us from receiving what God is trying to get us to receive. Amen? And, and, and there's no lie here. We hear it in real life. We get plenty of word. We get plenty of word here. Whether it's coming from, from our pastors, Pastor Paul or Pastor Leslie, from one of the elders, the apostle, the ministers, we get plenty of word here at real life. Amen? But when a sudden storm hits or comes up in our life, how do we react? I said, when a sudden storm comes up or hits in our life, how do we react? Do we react like the disciples did? 
Do we? Yeah, things that make you say, hmm. Are we going to tuck and run? Are we going to shuck and duck? Or are we going to stay and pray? Are we going to stand on the word of God, mother? Those are the questions that I pose to you on today. Storms. Sudden storms. And I'm not just talking about a, 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 a wind or a rain storm. I'm talking about storms that happen in our life. We have storms like sickness. Hallelujah. That come out of nowhere. Hallelujah. Just out of nowhere, mother. Everything good. Just went to the doctor last month. Said I was in a picture, picture of health. Then all of a sudden, a storm out of nowhere. Then we have negative doctor reports. Hallelujah. A storm come out of nowhere. Job layoffs. A storm come out of nowhere. Hallelujah. And that's a hard one. Because you could go to work one morning and at the end of the day, giving a pink slip say, your services is no longer needed. Storm out of nowhere. Marriage problems. Another storm. Everything could be going fine. Lovey-dovey one minute. Wanting to fight each other the next. A storm out of nowhere. What about lost a loved one lately? A storm out of nowhere. Like I said, picture of health one day, gone sometimes the same day. Almost lost a loved one. Living witness. Living witness. Two weeks ago, I got that call about my sister. Y'all need to get out here to the hospital now. Wait a minute. What? Just talk to my sister. Storm. Out of nowhere. Got to pray, mother. Southern storms come. They come and they go. But how are you going to react? In the midst of the storm. Now, watch this. Once they woke Jesus up, he spoke to the source of the storm and not the results or circumstances of the storm. I'm going to say that one more time. Once they woke Jesus up, he spoke to the source of the storm and not the results or the circumstances of the storm. See, Jesus spoke to the wind and the sea. He didn't address the water inside the boat. He didn't address the boat sinking or being tossed around like a little toy out there in the middle of the sea. No, he addressed the source of the storm. The source of the storm, mother, was the wind and the waves of the sea. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you on today that sometimes when sudden storms come up in your life, you need to go to the source behind the storm. 
Don't look at the circumstances. Don't look at the situation that's going on around you. Don't look at the wind or hear the wind and see the waves, but you focus in on the source of the storm. Hallelujah. That very thing that's causing you to be in the predicament that you're in. That's what you address. That's what you speak to. That's what you speak to, mother. Hallelujah. Speak to the source. So, yes. So the disciples only looked at the results of the storm. Water in the boat. Boat being tossed around, sinking. And their fear of dying. Their fear of dying was also a result of the storm. So let me encourage you. Don't be moved by your senses. Don't be so easily moved by what you see, by what you hear, or by what you feel. See, the disciples, they saw, they heard, and they felt the results of the storm. So I asked the question, what was so different about this storm? Now, remember, most of these guys were fishermen. They were seasoned fishermen at that, meaning that they've done this their whole life. They didn't just start yesterday, last week, last month. They've been doing this for a period of years. And when something like this happened, the one thing I want you to know is that, that storms weren't nothing new to them. Being a fisherman, you know, they, 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 they lived by the water. They worked on the water. Just like I said earlier, they saw storms come. And they saw storms go. But what was so different about this storm? What was different about this storm that made them react the way that they reacted? This storm made them panic and fearful for their lives. They really thought they were going to die. Amen? Amen? They didn't see it coming. They, yeah, that's how he operate, mother. Sometimes we don't see him coming until he here. Same with the disciples. They didn't see this storm coming. Now, being it was at night, but you have some indication that a storm is coming. Amen? I want to give you a little, little geography of the region. Uh, this, this sea where they were at is called the Sea of Galilee. And a, uh, some, some people call it a lake, but it, the Bible says the Sea of Galilee. And the Sea of Galilee, or a lake, is only eight miles wide. They would have would not seen it wouldn't seem difficult just by looking at it that, okay, you know, it's, they probably could see the other side. 
that's how that's how close it was. And they were like, man, you know, we we getting to the other side. It's nothing. We we good. You know, we all right. Yet, its unique geography produces a greatly varying climate. The lake or sea is situated 700 feet below sea level and is surrounded by mountains that rise three to 4,000 feet above sea level on the west, the north, and the east. Tropical conditions prevail around the lake surface where even bananas are grown today. Yet, the higher elevations can produce chilling night air. And y'all know what happens when hot air and cold air mixes, right? A storm. It is not unusual even today for a southern great windstorm to appear on the Sea of Galilee especially during the evening hours. The warm tropical air from the lake surface rises and meets the colder air from the nearby hills, resulting in turbulence. And it stirs up sometimes great waves and makes boating extremely treacherous. So, now, again, they kind of knew what the history of, of, of traveling across this lake was. They kind of knew storms come sometimes, but they didn't think it was going to happen to them on that night. And again, we traveling with Jesus. We good. Jesus, you know, Jesus, Jesus told us to go, so we gone. Man, will see it one way, whereas God sees it in a whole totally different light. We can only see what's on the surface, mother. God sees it all. Amen? So my question, again, I pose a lot of questions when I read texts. You know, that's what some preachers, most preachers do. But I pose another question. I said, what was going on in the boat before the storm hit. Now remember, Jesus was in the stern or in the rear part of the boat, asleep. That he was sleeping so good he was on a pillow. And some translation said it was a, a, a sailor's cushion, like the seat cushion on, on the boat that he was literally laying on. Amen? But he was tired. When you tired, you lay on the floor if you if you tired enough. Amen? To get some sleep. So, what were they talking about? Were they talking about what happened earlier in the day when Jesus was teaching? What they heard him teach? Or were they just shooting the breeze? Y'all know. Just chilling. You know, might have been talking about something they had no business talking about. Man, did you see how many people was on the beach? Man, that was the biggest crowd we ever pulled for Jesus. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know. Man, did you see those fine women on that beach? Come on, hey, I'm, hey, we in real life now. I'm, I'm, I'm being real, being real. 
Amen. If it was if it was a boat full of women or whatever, and the men was on the seashore, the, the story would be the same. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Maybe their focus was on the wrong thing. Maybe their focus was on the wrong thing. Because, and out of nowhere, sudden storms, maybe it was a test where their focus really is. Remember, Jesus already set the destination. Let us cross over to the other side. Then all this happened. All of a sudden, after Jesus taught the multitude in parables. So what is a parable? As, as, as some of the older saints would say, an earthly story with the heavenly meaning. Amen? He even broke it down to the disciples after he finished teaching the multitude to let them understand what he was talking about. But again, did them knuckleheads listen to anything that Jesus was telling them? If anybody should get Jesus' teaching, it should be his disciples. If any of us who are in here should get the word of God, not only that, but apply it to our lives, it's us. Amen? Amen. It's tight, but it's right. Thank you, my deacon. Now, after Jesus addressed the source of the storm, he now turns and addresses the disciples. Why are you so fearful or afraid? How is it that you have no faith? Plain and simple, where is your faith? Jesus basically asked three Ask them three things, so three questions. Number one, where is your faith in God? Where is your faith in me? Number two, now, well, before we go, remember, because they were with him. They saw him doing all these things, these miracles, all these teachings, preachings that he was doing. Number two, where is your faith in my love for you? You guys come and waking me up. Saying, don't you care that we about to die? Don't you care that we are perishing? They, they got nerve, mother. They got nerve, mother. Oh, God. Jesus said, where is your faith for my love for you. Really, guys, y'all think I'm going to bring y'all out here. I'm in the boat included with y'all. Just to let y'all die? Really? 
I don't think so. Rico, if you got that message version, can you pull the message version up of, of the text? I want to read, I I read that message version so y'all can see what the message say about This is it, Rico? All right. Late that day, he said to them, let's go across to the other side. They took him in the boat as he was. Other boats came along. A huge storm came up. Waves poured into the boat, threatening to sink it. And Jesus was in the stern, head on a pillow, sleeping. They aroused him, saying, teacher, is it nothing to you that we're going down? Awake now, he told the wind. Listen now, awake now. Jesus, he up now. He up. He told the wind to pipe down and said to the sea, quiet, settle down. The wind ran out of breath. The sea became smooth as glass. Jesus reprimanded the disciples. Why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith at all? They were in absolute awe, staggered. Who is this anyway? They asked. Wind and sea at his beck and call. Jesus, he, he told it like it was. I mean, literally, how long must I be with y'all before y'all get it? I mean, for real. Y'all just saw everything I done? But then now y'all going to come and then going to say, don't I, is it nothing to you that we going down? Come on, man. Really? All right. Third question. Where is your faith in my words? Where is your faith in what I said? Let us cross over to the other side. And I want to close out today with three in-storm options. We have three in-storm options that we could exercise or do when we're in the middle of a storm. And the first one is, we can worry, be afraid, and panic. That's our first install option. We can kind of basically do just like they did. We could worry, be afraid, and panic, and think we're going to die. The second one is we can totally trust God and rely on God. Amen? Totally trust him and rely on him. That means even in the situations, even in the storm, we still have to totally trust and rely on God. And the third one, we can stand on his word even in the midst of a storm. Jesus already set the destination with his words, let us cross over 
to the other side. Even though the disciples live and walk with Jesus, they underestimated him and his power. They didn't think his power could apply to their own situation. Hmm. Sometimes today, in our everyday life, our everyday run of the mill, when we come up against situations and obstacles, we underestimate the power of Jesus as well. Amen? Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. When you just experienced it probably six months ago to a year ago, and if he brought you through it that time, what make you think he's not going to bring you through it again? Amen? Trust him, mother. Trust him. When unexpected storms hit, when storms hit in our life, we have to trust him. Today, we're no different from the disciples. No different in some aspects from the disciples. We react the same way they reacted. We do some of the same things that they did. Amen? No different. No different. Jesus already set the destination. Now, are you willing to go along with the set destination? I pose that question to you as I close out on today. Are you willing to go with the set destination? When, when, when he plants that word, that seed, he might be telling you, I want you to go back to school. You might be contemplating it in your mind. You know what? I think I'm going to go back to school. If he already planted the seed, guess what? He gonna bring, he, he go, it's going to grow, mother. He go, it's going to grow. One plants, one waters. But it's God that brings the increase. Even with his word, he will bring the increase. Scripture said, not one inch of his word will return back unto him void. But it will accomplish that which he sent it out to do. Amen? That he's not man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not spoken it? And will he not make good on it? I want to encourage you on today, if, if God has spoken anything into your life, don't let a storm, don't let the cares of life, don't let other individuals sway you from pursuing what God has for you. I often say it, wherever God guides, he will provide. See, you look at the outside or the external. Uh, I don't have enough money to do that. I'm not smart enough to do that. But God is saying something totally different. God is saying, who told you that? Who told you you couldn't do that? 
Who told you you couldn't be that? He said, I didn't tell you that. He said, I told you you can do it. He said, I told you to go ahead and do it. That's the type of God we serve. A God of second chances. God of chance after chance after chance. Even when we mess up. When we get it wrong. Amen? Even in the midst of a storm. When we don't do the right thing. When we panic. When we go running to Jesus. Amen? Now, don't get me wrong. If you're going to run to anybody, I'd rather you run to Jesus. Amen? Yeah. He's the one, mother. He's a way maker. He's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. He's the bright and morning star. Hallelujah. Whatever you need him to be, he is that. I am that. You need a healer? Guess what? He is our healer. You need deliverance? He's our deliverer. You need restoration? You need to be restored? Guess what? He is a restorer. Your heart might be broken. Guess what? He's a mender of the brokenhearted. Hmm. I don't know who that was for today, but he's leading me down this road. Don't, don't, don't be swayed by the enemy. Because when a sudden storm comes out of no way, that's all it is. It's a distraction. It's a distraction to get you off of your focus. What God has for you to do, that's what a storm is. A storm come out of nowhere. Let me see how they stand now. Let me see if they're going to continue to do what they've been doing when I hit them with this storm. Hmm. Hold on, mother. Hold on for dear life. Hold on. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. See, man will change on you. Just like the wind blow from the south, sometime from the north, sometime from the east, sometime from the west. But he said, I am God. I am the Lord. I change it not. He said, I never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you even till the end of the age. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, if you go to the othermost parts of the earth, thou art there. If you go to the depths of the sea, thou art there. If you go to the othermost parts of the earth, thou art there. He said, even if you make your bed in hell, thou 
out there. Oh, my God. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on today. Lord God, we thank you for setting each and every one of our destinations in here on today. Lord God, truly, wherever you guide, we know that you will provide. Lord God, even when we're faced with a storm, when we're faced with difficulties, things that come at us from all different directions, Lord God, we know that we can stand on you and your word. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. Thank you for covering each and every one of us by the precious blood of your son, Jesus. Lord, we give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.